WFN. This is Mike's on Francesa on the fan on this very busy Monday, uh, drizzly, kind of dank Monday. I was out early playing golf morning, so I know it's a kind of drizzly, overcast, kind of, you know, dreary kind of day. But it's a big day, obviously, with a lot going on this eighth day of October. Yankee baseball tonight as the scene shifts to Yankee Stadium for games three and four. We'll take you right up till seven o'clock till the pregame of Aldi and Severino. Actually, the pitcher who you would, you know, sail, sail if he's on, if he's himself. But of all these scares you, he really does. This is a game that, you know, this is a matchup that, you know, Severino's going to have to be on his game tonight because uh, you would expect good things out of Evaldi, I will, against this Yankee matchup, uh, Yankee lineup. This is probably the guy who matches up best. Game three this evening, 1-1. Yankees, of course, don't want to go back to Boston for a game number five. Game number four will be tomorrow night. We will do the show from Yankee Stadium tomorrow. So we'll take you right up till first pitch tomorrow night. We have Yankee tickets to give away for tomorrow. So if you're looking to get your hands on Yankee Red Sox tickets, we have tickets to give away in the 3 o'clock hour, the 4 o'clock hour, the 5 o'clock hour. So you have Yankee tickets coming your way here each hour right here on the program. So stay tuned for that. The only one who can give away Yankee tickets is us. No one else can because we are the home of the Yankees as far as their broadcast, and that's the way it works. So uh, you have that to look forward to. Uh, Eli Manning later on, he'll be a little later than normal today because it's a work day. This is an abbreviated schedule because of the fact that uh, they will play Thursday night. Uh, And we will get to the Yankees. Lineups, Boone, Cora, Everything going on as we set the scene for this game number three. But we begin with what was a wild day surrounding the Giants from all the Beckham nonsense. And that's what it was. It was, you know, it was something that the Giants were infuriated by and rightly so. Did it impact the game? No. Do I think he, he, that he lit a fire under the Giants? Nonsense. Okay. The Giants went out. And did what they had to do. They played a game. They were about to make a comeback. They were about to write a story that was going to be a very good one. That they kicked it into gear, made big plays, overcame a bunch of mistakes, uh, dropped balls, special teams miscues, a lot of which had Beckham's name on them, including you know a drop on fourth and three, a drop in the end zone, a mu- you know a muffed mess down on the goal line that cost him a touchdown. So he had his hands on a lot of those. He also had his hands on a couple of touchdowns. One he threw, one he caught. But when Eli uh, hit Barkley, who decided to do you know one of those uh, kind of like Jordan air dances, you know that was like Jordan in the old days against the you know Hawks going up and up and up and up, uh, and he scores. I'm thinking, wow, you know this is a game. I'm not only thinking great win. I'm thinking this is a game you can build on. And then obviously watched what happened. Now, if you're going to call up and tell me the Giants scored too early. You know what? Save the dime. Don't, don't because only a fool would say that. You cannot against a good team decide when you are and aren't going to score. You're going to score as soon as you can score. Okay, 
That's how it's played. You cannot manage it inside. When it's a minute, that's all you can do. Now, if you happen to you know get the ball down to the one-yard line and you can manage the game a little bit, that's a little different. They weren't in that position. So anybody who's going to bring that up is a fool. So let's just drop that one at the doorstep. Now, the bottom line is they gave up more plays than they should have. But again, first of all, Carolina did everything to help you win the game. Their play call was absurd, absolutely absurd. They get away with it. Whether or not they got a good mark or not on the first down doesn't matter. It didn't impact the game, so it's just silly to even argue it because they would have had time to kick the field goal anyway. The guy kicks a bomb. I mean, listen, I'm watching it and saying Newton can reach the end zone probably from here. Maybe I'm trying to calculate whether he can or can't get it to the end zone for you know for a Hail Mary, never thinking a guy can kick a 63-yard field goal. I mean, a kick is a good kicker. We know he's a good kicker. We've seen him make a million kicks. But I never thought he could kick a 63-yarder. The Giants get beat last year on that bomb in the Philly game, and now they get beat. I mean, that's, that's not beat. That's getting your heart ripped out. That game was enormously important for them. They got down. They made a million mistakes. They were all culpable. And then they, put on, they really put on a terrific, terrific last eight minutes, took the lead, Get the touchdown, get the two-point conversion, get another touchdown. I mean, really, they're about to change their season. They're about to change their stars. And this whole thing falls apart in the last minute. As bad a gut-wrenching loss as you can possibly have. Listen, I'm not going to kill the defense. Could they have made a play? Yeah. Did I think they had made enough plays? Honestly, did. I was even surprised they lined up to kick it. I said, I guess they figure what the heck. Never in my wildest dreams am I thinking this guy's going to kick this through. And when that thing went through there, I'm like, oh, man, I, I can remember losses. But this one was a game they had to win that they're basically almost out of. They come back. They battle back. They show you the heart and the ability to make big plays and putting the ball in the people's hands you want to put it into and getting the job done and overcoming mistakes. Listen, Beckham had made mistakes. Eli had made mistakes. They had made mistakes. Now they made plays. Now they got the lead. Now they were about to win this game and throw themselves right back in against the Eagles and the Falcons who don't look like world beaters right now. I expected this from the Eagles. I didn't expect it from the Falcons. I know they've been decimated by injuries, but they're too good to play this way. They are always going to be dangerous, but they're not world beaters right now. So those games did not come up as tough as they had thought they would when they started the season. And the Giants would have had a chance to, to go the three and four that we forecast, and they still do marginally, but they would have even had a chance maybe to be better than that. If that game had stuck yesterday, instead they get absolutely heartbroken, crushed by this defeat. Normally, this would be a defeat that you could take some good things from. Definitely. If it were a young team. But not the way they're built. Not with what's going on there. Not with who they are. No, it was a devastating, just shot to the solar plexus kind of loss that just cripples you. There's nothing good that came out of that yesterday. That was just devastating. 
it was heartbreaking. It was devastating. It was it was just a terrible, terrible loss in every way. Now, do I think there are lim- lingering implications from the Beckham thing? First off, what he did was rotten. He just took a ton of money from the Giants, and you basically told them everything that's wrong with the franchise. You couldn't keep it in-house. You basically said, hey, this is not on me. I'm wonderful, and I'm not even sure I want to play here. But he's forgot one thing here, and that he has no respect for the team he plays for or the people he plays with because the Giants and Eli Manning have been champions before he ever arrived here. He didn't bring anything that they didn't own already. He brought something here that he, he's looking for something. He came here hat in hand looking to make a career. He's not a champion. He's never won anything. Now he's gotten paid, but the team he came to has been a champion many times over, and he comes to one of the great franchises and talks about how, you know, he doesn't like the cold, he wants to go to L.A., and playing with a quarterback who is one of the five two-time Super Bowl MVP champion quarterbacks ever. He's won the Super Bowl MVP twice. He is a champion. His career is, is, is in granite. It is locked. That's before he ever arrived. Eli's career was already in granite. It was already in bronze before Beckham ever got here. So to show that kind of disrespect and to treat the franchise and the quarterback that way is just outrageous, especially when they just paid you a ton of money. So the coach got angry and made you get up in front of the room and you think that's why the team played well? Give me a break. You know what? This guy's probably always going to be a problem. You just hope you can get him to play well. He's a, he's, a, he's a very, very talented wide receiver. We know that. Does he make a lot of bad plays? Yeah, he dropped the ball on fourth and three. He should have caught. That stopped the drive. He dropped the ball in the end zone. That great player's catch. That would have been a touchdown. And he makes a ridiculous play that messes up a play on special teams. So he was as costly as he was good yesterday. Where they're going long-term with him remains to be seen. I don't think right now that wrecks the team. I, think, I actually think Sherman dealt with it the right way. He put him in front of the team and made him deal with it. Eli is so different than most stars. He's not going to let that bother him. He's going to brush that off. He even did after the game. He said, he said, he said, Odell and I are fine. And I believe that. If Eli harbors anything, you're never going to know it. He's not going to let it bother him. Just like he's not going to let it bother him when he doesn't play well and he comes in in the fourth quarter and he puts up 15 points in the last eight minutes, which is what you want your quarterback to do. You want him to give you a chance to win. That's what you want him to do. And that's what he did yesterday. He put his team where they're supposed to be in the fourth quarter back on top, which we've watched them do for 15 years. That's what he did. It didn't hold up. And that's the crushing defeat. Now, is their season dead? It is if they don't win these next two games, both of them. Can they win these two games? Yeah, they could. Eagles have their own problems. Falcons have a whole bunch of problems. 
They could win both games. They could also lose both games. It's that type of team. It's that type of year. So I think Sherman handled it right. He was angry. He made sure he turned it into a non-issue very quickly. He did it the right way. He put him in front of the team. He handled it exactly the way you want a head coach to handle it. He didn't act like it wasn't a big deal. He didn't brush it off. He didn't say it was a media creation. He didn't say any of that stuff. He handled it the right way. It was a problem. He knew it was a problem. And he dealt with it that way. So I don't think that has any lingering problems. The problem is they got beat on a 63-yard field goal in a game they had to win. A game that was going to give them something really to build on. And it didn't happen. So it turned into another awful Sunday. Good day for the Jets. We'll get to that. We'll go around the league. All the baseball all coming up. So it's a busy show back after this. 